Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We're coming at you twice a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. And we got some more quarterback news this week, Mark. Before we dig all the way in, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. We're recording this Wednesday evening. You're listening to this at the very earliest Thursday morning. I have to say, happy opening day to all who observe, uh, because <laughs> baseball season. Kicks off Thursday, today, as you're listening to this. Hold on. To- okay. How many people do you think legitimately observe Major League Baseball <laughs> opening day? Because don't get me wrong. I love baseball. I, I I played baseball for a long time. I know you have as well. How many people, like a percentage of Americans that yeah. you think legitimately see opening day as, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to take some time off of work. 10 a.m., a team in the Bay Area plays, a team in the East Coast plays, 1 o'clock. There's a first pitch, 7 o'clock. I might be out going to – like how many people actually observe opening day? Uh, Probably not that many. I know I personally like don't take off work. It's a little different for us, you know, since we, we work in the sports world. Opening day is generally a, a bigger day. But, I mean – you don't, um, you don't get a, a sick day written slip for you like all the kids <laughs> back in the 80s? No, no. But I think this this year is really interesting for me. I know you're you're an A's fan. I'm I'm a Niners fan or Giants fan. We're both um, Niners fans, Mark. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. This is the first time I can remember uh, in a while the team opening on the East Coast and being literally one of the first games to start in the entire season. Uh, I know I think the 2011 season after they won their first world series, I think they were like the day before the rest of all the other games started. And they played like the Dodgers in LA. If, if memory serves, um, <laughs> as you take a sip from your Oakland A's cup. Uh, but I mean, there's like almost every team is playing tomorrow. And uh, the, the giants of course are playing the Yankees in New York. And so it's a 10 AM Pacific time first pitch, which as a Giants fan, me personally, I don't really have recollection of that happening before. So I'm kind of excited for that. I also work later in the day, so I am not at work at 10 a.m., so I'll be I'll be tuned in and ready for sure. 
Yeah, it's not like we're waking up in Hawaiian time and at 7 a.m. there's going to be a baseball game on. <laughs> also, not like we're on the East Coast time and games start at 1 o'clock and go until practically midnight, as they yeah. tend to do on the East Coast. Uh, but no, I, I'm excited. Look, yeah, we are Bay Area sports fans to the fullest. We represent both sides of the Bay. But when it comes to football, we are aligned. Yes. And we are aligned with Kyle Shanahan this week after John Lynch making a few comments uh, specifically about the quarterback room because of that's what the majority of people care about. I know last episode we tossed around the possibility of Lamar Jackson, Mark, and you know the, the possibilities, or I should say the improbabilities of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And uh, the reality is Kyle Shanahan has his three guys. That's, that's the reality. He's got Brock Purdy, he's got Trey Lance, and he's got Sam Darnold as of now. But at the NFL owners meeting, he was – you know, understandably asked about kind of what, what's going on with Brock, right? Because John Lynch came out, as we talked about in our last episode, and said that Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. He's earned the right to take snaps if he was healthy and the season started right now, he would be under center. And uh, Kyle Shanahan had some kind of, I, th- I thought, interesting comments, Mark, because look, Kyle Shanahan's the, he, I mean, he's cryptic Kyle, right? He's going to talk about, uh, people maybe or maybe not waking up tomorrow. He's going to talk about <laughs> what what things are or aren't in the near future and the far future and a galaxy far, far away. But he talked about and kind of in passing referenced that Brock Purdy would be able to be evaluated after the three-month mark, which we're all aligned with, but that we'll find out whether it's six or eight months. And that was kind of the first time I'd heard some Someone from the 49ers at least referenced the possibility that Brock Purdy might not be optimistically ready for training camp. Uh, did you read into that any sort of way? Um, yeah, a little bit. I, I think it's an interesting quote. Yeah, so he said it could be six months, eight months. The door is open for week one, week four, whenever he's ready. For me, the 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 initial takeaway is him kind of piggybacking on what uh, John Lynch said earlier in the week, uh, which is confirmation that Brock Purdy, whenever he's healthy, is their guy. It doesn't matter if it's week one, week four, week five. Like when he's ready to go, Brock Purdy will be this team's starting quarterback. That's number one uh, for a takeaway from that for me. Um, The other is it is kind of the first time we have heard the 49ers say that this could be an extended regular season absence. I mean, if he's back week four, you mean you're missing three weeks of a season? at least to begin the season. I mean, it's it's not a gigantic number, but that's a chunk of the season. That's a valuable number of games. It's not like it's just one game, whatever, three games. I mean, that could be the difference in getting a bye in the first round of the postseason, in, you know, being the three seed and being the five seed. Like, it, it could really make a difference. So that, that did stand out to me as well. But maybe more than anything else, it's just the – the perfect Kyle Shanahan quote. And I don't know. I mean, tell me if I'm being unfair here, but, but Kyle Shanahan is just the classic, uh, you know, coach where he, he manages to say very little while actually talking for a long amount of time. And in this quote, he's like, yeah, you know, six months, eight months, whatever, you know, he'll be there when he's ready. And he just manages to say absolutely nothing. Like he's not saying anything definite. He's not saying anything clear. He's not saying this is happening. X, Y, Z is going to, you know, follow as a result. He's just saying, yeah, we don't know. And I know in this particular instance, like it's tough because it's an injury and you really don't know. 
Um, but it just beckons me back to all the other times Kyle Shanahan has had a chance to say something definite and straightforward that everyone understands. And now we just leaves it all up to speculation. And we are all left here picking up the pieces, trying to figure out what the hell it means. What do you think Kyle Shanahan's drink of choice is? <laughs> this is kind of a, 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 a left field question, Mark. But the reason why I'm asking is because the owner's meetings are in Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan speaking very early in the morning. And I know that personally, when I'm out on you know my off-season vacay, having a good time, I'm going to have a few. Uh, I, I'm a whiskey man. Maybe Kyle could be uh, sipping on some Long Islands. You know, it could be pina coladas. <laughs> but all I will say is, in, in the clip in which he's talking, he looks like he's in vacation mode. Like he, He's not there to answer these questions. And so I'm, I'm not insinuating that, that Kyle's going overboard or anything. But I know that at these events, it's not exactly like you're there to be all buttoned up, right? You're there to do your media and you're there to meet up with other coaches. You're there to swap intellect. You're there to swap knowledge. You're there to meet up with old friends. You're there to kind of um, either network or, or catch up. And look, you're, you're there to have a good time. And Kyle Shanahan is out here talking about his quarterback room, like you said, saying everything while saying nothing. And so I understand where he's coming from, certainly. But I also think that when you kind of drop the six to eighth month, six to eight month, he's being um, conservative. But I, I do think that it, I don't know if it's a slip, so to speak, but Kyle Shanahan, I believe, is a pretty purposeful person, especially when he speaks to the media. Um, I, I I hear that quote, and I think, huh, well, if Brock Purdy has a chance to miss four games of an 18-week season, well, then that's probably going to open the door for some quarterback competition, uh, especially when we've already, as you laid out mark established that brock purdy is qb1 and you go out and bring in as we've talked about sam darnold is qb3 trey lance qb2 and i i I think kyle shanahan in a way is kind of trying to set the stage a little bit to as he usually does um lay every avenue out to possibly play out and and that's how i see the quarterback room at this point because brock purdy's arm is hopefully going to be ready to go by training camp per John Lynch, ideally week one, if you're the 49ers. Uh, But Kyle Shanahan is also, I think, kind of leading into what we're going to talk about in a little bit also, which is, hey, our quarterback room right now is probably the only part of our roster that is up in the air, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about it kind of in our reactions to free agency and the signing, you know, Javon Hargrave and, you know, getting some help in the defensive backfield and getting some defensive line and offensive line depth in addition to Hargrave. And, you know, they have basically all of their starters figured out. And the one big question is, again, assuming that Brock Purdy isn't healthy enough to play week one, well, who starts a quarterback? And I think the 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 gigantic assumption that we've all made, I know I have certainly made this, was, okay, naturally, it'll just be Trey Lance. I mean, he was their team starter last year. Um, he got hurt, unfortunately. His season was cut short. But logic would say he was the team starter last year. Maybe Trey or Brock Purdy did enough to catapult himself over Trey Lance, which seems very obvious now. But if Brock Purdy is unavailable, then naturally it should go 
to Trey Lance, right? Um, but then the addition of Sam Darnold and the Niners messaging on him have further thrown that into question. So uh, I don't really know what to make of the quarterback room at this moment, Evan. Uh, again, if Purdy's healthy, then it, it's not too much of a question, but he's not. And I, I don't really know where to go from here because I am I am just shocked at, at the way that this has transpired so far early on in the offseason. Quick question. Did you sense any concern when referencing the quarterbacks from Kyle Shanahan? I, I, I know he kind of laid out a, a timeline that would ideal. Like, like if, if you're starting quarterbacks, you want to miss four weeks. I'm not saying you should be, you know, throwing up the help sign or, or SOS if you're in Florida, but like it didn't appear to me like Kyle Shanahan really felt any sense of, hey, you know, we, we might need to have a contingency plan here. Yeah. I I didn't really feel that either. I I sensed maybe a little bit of a little bit of frustration that his his ideal quarterback isn't healthy right now and is undergoing rehab on a major injury. Like that's never a good thing. Um, but beyond that, I didn't I didn't sense like a man. If this guy misses three four games, we're screwed. I did not sense that. I don't know if it's Trey Lance or Sam Darnold that's giving him the confidence. To not feel that way. However, I don't know. Uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that in, in just a little bit here. Uh, but no, I'm with you. I didn't really sense much of a we're in danger here if Brock Purdy is out for an extended period of time from Kyle Shanahan. I just sense the general frustration that comes when your starting quarterback is down with an injury. Yeah, I, I think some of that does point to Kyle Shanahan's overall view on the sport of football. And also, I think the confidence in the rest of his roster, for yeah. sure. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you as always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. Follow him on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm Evan Giddings. You can follow me on shows, on social, pardon me, at eGiddings10. Follow us at 415ers. Okay, Mark. Well, the, the reason why I asked that question about Kyle Shanahan and whether there's any sense of concern, any potential sense of urgency in the quarterback mm. room is because there appears to be a lot of different interpretations of that quote whether Brock Purdy will be back and they can evaluate him after three months and we'll find out per Shanahan, if he's back after six months or eight months, because you know, Rappaport, the NFL network apparently took that and felt like that might allow Sam Darnold, who of course was signed this off season from Carolina to have a potential in to what might be the starting starting quarterback job. If Brock Purdy is not ready to go, I felt it was a little bit of a stretch, 
But then again, it also feels like anything is possible when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers quarterback room. So I can't necessarily fault him for it. No, I, I guess I can't really fault him for it either. But I, I mean, he was asked straight up, you know, at the NFL owners meeting, Kyle Shanahan was, um, you know, who is our, our, are Sam Darnold and Trey Lance going to split first team reps this off season? And Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, I think so. They will. Um, which I guess on the surface, isn't the worst thing. I mean, you have two quarterbacks who you're going to need to at least be, make sure they're ready. If Brock Purdy isn't ready to play by week one. Um, but again, it, it goes against every logical thing that, you know, you can glean from the last couple of years of 49ers football. Uh, Trey Lance was this team starter last year. He only stopped being the starter because of an injury. Now, who knows if things didn't go well, maybe he gets supplanted by Jimmy Garoppolo and it's a whole different story. But the only reason he was no longer starting games was because of an injury. And everything the 49ers have said is, you know, we still love Trey. But now they bring in, you know, a a wayward, still youngish quarterback who hasn't had success at either of his two stops. And the head coach, what, a month into signing the guy, less than a month into signing Sam Darnold, is saying, yeah, he's going to share first team reps this offseason with our former number three overall pick. Like that just sends off like alarm bells in my head, like sirens. Like this is not good for Trey Lance. The Niners, they seem to have lost all confidence in the guy. And, you know, they obviously know more about him than we do. They see him in practice every day. They they know about his abilities on the football field much more than any of us. But it just shocks me, Evan. I am surprised that the Niners are going to do the offseason this way. I guess it, it just means that Trey Lance isn't who we thought he was. Uh, but, but I'm surprised we're at this point at this point already of the offseason. I think there is a little confirmation here in the sense that the 49ers have, in a way, kind of told us how they feel about Trey Lance, not with their words, but their actions. From the few snaps that we've seen him play, it didn't look like Kyle Shanahan trusted his former third overall pick from what we heard in training camp last year from what we heard in the preseason Trey Lance struggled at times to grasp whatever Kyle Shanahan was asking of him to do. I know that he was the day one starter, but there is a reason why Kyle Shanahan did all he could along with John Lynch and circumstances certainly played a factor, but to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo as the ultimate insurance plan, Sam Darnold in a way I think is a similar version of that this year. And if you're Sam Darnold, You're not taking a third quarterback job, in my opinion, unless you feel like you can at one point start during the season, especially when you were borderline playing your best football in your career the last six games of the season in 2022. Carolina right now is without a quarterback. I know they'll probably draft one, but why would you try to leave a situation which you could play to come to a better spot that doesn't have a quarterback, quote-unquote, or doesn't have an opening for a quarterback, quote-unquote, unless you think he can start. I am with you. Kyle Shanahan's comments about first-team reps for both Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, in my mind, I, 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 
I, I, I can't help but feel like Trey Lance in this situation should 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 feel terrible. Like should almost want out of San Francisco at this point, and he may be on his way. But if I'm Trey Lance in this spot, I'm thinking like I haven't even gotten a fair shake at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's because of injuries, but I haven't got a chance to even prove myself because Brock Purdy has come in and taken the world by fire. And now Sam Darnold has been brought in to essentially take my spot or at least push me potentially for that spot. That I think is a big alarm. And and I'm with you. The sirens are absolutely going off for Trey Lance in that third, second quarterback spot, because yes, to answer the question at the bottom of our, of our YouTube chat, Sam Darnold is a threat to Trey Lance right now. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I mean, you remember the conversation we had. I think I posed this question to you a couple of times leading up to free agency. The consensus was the Niners were going to go out and get a quarterback, you know, sign someone and probably draft someone. And I posed to you, or this was my thought, there's a line of the quality of quarterback that they're signing that will tell you their thoughts about Trey Lance. You know, the the line is what? Like better than a career journeyman. And my thought originally, uh, you know, before the signing of Sam Darnold was Sam Darnold's above that line. Like he's more valuable than just a career journeyman, a career backup quarterback. Like maybe, maybe other people have different opinions of that. But for me, Sam Darnold is above that line, not by a, a gigantic margin, but I think he's above that line. He's certainly not below it, in my opinion. Um, so then my thought when they, when they uh, signed Sam Darnold, and I think I even, you know, quote tweeted the, the breaking news tweet from Schefter or Rappaport or whoever it was saying, this is not good news for Trey Lance. And I didn't really have a lot of people agreeing with me there. Um, but again, you're right. It's what you brought up a few minutes ago. If you're Sam Darnold, why the hell are you going to the 49ers if you don't think you have a chance to play? Like you have other options. Maybe it's not, you know, a team with as good of weapons as the 49ers. That's probably not the case because there aren't many teams that do. And most of them have the good solid quarterbacks alongside. But if you're Sam Darnold, why the hell would you go here if you didn't have, you know, perhaps a, you know, a, a word, a handshake agreement from Kyle Shannon saying, hey, you have a chance to compete for the backup job. And because of Brock's injury, you have a chance to be the starter early in the season. Like if I'm Sam Darnold, I'm only going to the 49ers if I have that. If I have that, you know, word from Kyle Shanahan. Um, so, you know, we asked a lot of people, you know, at, at 95-7 the game and, you know, Carolina Panthers experts and radio hosts out there. Is Sam Darnold the kind of guy that would be willing to be the third-team quarterback? And they all said, yeah, I think he's just happy to compete, but I don't buy it. I think he wants to go somewhere where he can play and try to revive his career. Yeah, certainly. Maybe if you're just the third-string, second-string guy all season in San Francisco's offense, you could pull a Mitch Trubisky when he was backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo, and maybe just doing nothing for a season is enough to you know, convince teams You're not as bad as you put on tape a couple of years ago. And maybe you get a chance with the Pittsburgh Steelers like Trubisky did. Short-lived, but still, he got another chance. And maybe that's what happens for Sam Darnold. But I'm convinced that's not his plan. He came to San Francisco because he thinks he can play in three, four games maybe. And if he plays well enough, even if he gets booted out of the starting job by a healthy Brock Purdy, he has already guaranteed himself a job 
next year. I think that's his plan. And that tells you from the beginning that the Niners were not confident in Trey Lance, the beginning of this offseason, that is. And for, I mean, to me, I, I'm shocked that that is the conclusion that they've gotten to already. Whether you're a Trey, whether you're a Trey Lance fan or not, let me set this up. And this is how I see Lance being unequivocally in the danger zone. Coming into this offseason, you had two relatively unproven quarterbacks. Trey Lance, who's only started four games. Brock Purdy, who has made five regular season starts, three in the playoffs. He has not lost a game in which he has started and finished. So between your two unprovens, you have a hierarchy. Brock Purdy, as we've heard this offseason, is number one. Trey Lance will be number two. Now, with the addition of Sam Darnold, Mark, who is the most proven quarterback in San Francisco's QB room? <laughs> Sam Darnold. He's made 54 starts. I, I have no other conclusion to make except for Sam Darnold is the most proven quarterback. And if you're telling me that he's the quote-unquote veteran in the room and you have two relatively unproven's, but you've already established that one is greater than the other, Sam Darnold automatically slots in as the safety net for Kyle Shanahan. And what have we consistently seen Kyle Shanahan do? Fall upon that safety net when he needs consistent, not necessarily high level, but just, just admirable quarterback play. That is what he wants. He wants a guy that's not going to lose him a game. Not necessarily a guy that, I mean, he'd love a guy that go out and win it, but he just demands that you do not lose him a football game. To me, Sam Darnold, even though his statistics would point to, and even a couple of years ago, he, you know, he really fell off the, he fell off the map. Um, Sam Darnold has, has been able to kind of, I would say, restructure his image to the point now where in San Francisco, he's seen as that safety guy. And you know, whether you're comfortable with that valve or not, I think that's the way the 49ers look at him. And that is the the way that I would see him kind of tunneling himself into the quarterback to position. And then if Brock Purdy is out for, let's say, eight months, there is an avenue for Sam Darnold to be potentially the starter for San Francisco. I'm not saying it's fair, but I do think that's the way that things are looking right now, especially after hearing Kyle Shanahan talking about a guy that wasn't even in your organization a month ago to now potentially usurping the guy that you spent three first round picks for. I think we're reaching a point, Evan, where you kind of see the, the the ideologies of the 49ers and I think specifically Kyle Shanahan, you see them kind of clashing. Um, and I say that because I spent a lot of time last episode and I get, I really have, you know, the last year on this podcast screaming about the Niners plan, which is be a really good team with a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's the way you kind of cheat the NFL system right now. Ha get a good young quarterback don't pay him a bunch of money because they're still on their rookie deal and you can load up on giant contracts elsewhere. But where this clashes is everything that you're saying. Kyle Shanahan generally prefers the safe, low-risk play at quarterback. Generally, Evan, what quarterbacks are not safe and low-risk? The quarterbacks on rookie deals. They make the big mistakes, and they have to. It's not a knock on any individual quarterback. It's not a knock on Trey Lance. I know we, you and I both agree he has been put in a really unfortunate situation. He hasn't been given the chance 
to really prove himself and get better. But Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers team have for years planned on this. Win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie deal. But they aren't prepared to let that quarterback on a rookie deal go out there and make mistakes. Because the Niners only need out of their quarterbacks just okay play. Don't kill us. You don't need to win us games. But don't commit the boneheaded turnovers that generally rookie quarterbacks make. And I think we're at a point here where those two ideologies of the 49ers and their front office are clashing. And I'm interested to see how how they get out of this. Which side do they side on? Are they going to keep trying for the young quarterback and at the hopes that they can capitalize on a on a short-term or a, a low-money contract for their quarterback? Or are they going to say, we can't just quite stomach the, the mistakes that a rookie makes and go elsewhere and try to win with a different plan? I think that conversation is finally coming to a head. And I think that's well said. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And, and this kind of leads into the next area of our, of our conversation, of course, surrounding the quarterbacks because Kyle Shanahan was talking about it at the NFL owners meeting. Where does that leave Trey Lance? What has changed with Trey Lance in San Francisco? Because the guy was your opening day starting quarterback in Chicago less than a year ago, and now potentially he could be your third quarterback behind a guy that didn't even start until I believe it was week 11 last year for a team that didn't make the playoffs. And that is, of course, Sam Darnold. But, I mean, what what do you think has changed at this point? Because it, it appeared to me, Mark, at least things were setting up to be a potential clean slate this offseason for Trey Lance. I know he was injured, but with Brock Purdy, unfortunately, going down to the NFC Championship, it kind of opened a door potentially for Trey Lance. But apparently that might not have been good enough for the 49ers. They didn't feel comfortable with two rookie contract quarterbacks, one of which that's hurt, one of which that's unproven, to be going into the year with. And and now he's, he's taking first team reps with a guy that wasn't on the team. I mean, it's just like, what the hell happened here? It's a great question because from the outside, nothing has changed. Evan, everything the 49ers are saying about Trey Lance is nothing has changed. They still really like Trey. I mean, remember, you you referenced it, I think, last episode, or maybe it was last week, when Kyle Shanahan at the end of season presser after the NFC Championship game loss said, we have two quarterback, two starting level NFL quarterbacks that we can win games with on our roster. Everything the Niners have said about Trey Lance has still been positive. Now, you can maybe try to do your best to read between the lines, and you could come up with, well, was this a an indirect slide at Trey Lance? But really, everything they've said has been positive about Trey Lance. And, I mean, I, I want to make something clear. It For me, Evan, it's not an issue that it seems like Trey Lance is, need, is going to need to compete with Sam Darnold to win the week one starting job if Brock Purdy isn't healthy or the backup job if Brock Purdy is healthy. That's not an issue by itself. But when you combine that with, again, the Niners saying that nothing has changed with Trey Lance, 
then it's an issue because he was your starter last year and he only stopped being your starter because of an injury. You say nothing has changed, but now he's competing with this other quarterback who you just signed off the street randomly earlier in the month? Like, that does not make any sense. Something has obviously changed. You are lying to everyone because otherwise he would be your de facto number two. There's no question about it. And and this is the thing, like, I, I know a lot of coaches, it, it happens mostly in college, but I would imagine at the pro level, it probably happens as well, where you set up a position battle as, hey, you know, we, we're, we're, we're going to leave it all out there. You know, it's a clean slate at the beginning of each year, you know, our, our left tackle is going to have a chance to beat out the number one and, you know, our, our safety is going to have a chance to, to move into a starting spot or, you know, maybe we're going to move in around and, you know, training camp preseason, the off season is going to determine who our starters are. Even if that's the case, which I don't believe happens significantly at the level of football that we're talking about. You generally do not hear the, the type of tone taken that we're hearing from both I would say the general manager and the head coach of a team concerning what is the most important position in the sport. Like you hear confidence when you hear quarterback, we believe in name a Joe Schmo. He's our guy. You know, we've, even if you haven't had him for too long, you know, it's like these discussions don't happen unless there is some smoke underneath it. And when I when I think about what has changed with Trey Lance in San Francisco, it does feel maybe this is a stretch, but it it feels a little like what happened in Washington with Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins. Now Robert Griffin III was much more proven than Trey Lance was, but the moment that he tore his knee up in a playoff game, Kirk Cousins was allowed to come in. And Kirk Cousins was given full reins to the operation, and Kyle Shanahan decided that the low risk option and Kirk Cousins was his guy, and he decided he was going to turn him into the quarterback that he wanted. He was going to mold him into the guy that he needed for that offense. And I, I it it just feels like Trey Lance is is kind of getting the short end of the stick here to the point where even if he gets a chance to start, like it's a ticking time bomb for him because Brock Purdy, by all signs is going to come in and take the starting job when he's ready so if you're trey lance one you got to beat out a guy that wasn't on the roster last year two you got to beat out a guy that wasn't drafted by your team wasn't invested capital in three then even if you ball out you're probably not going to keep your job and four this is a contract year for you like we already heard the 49ers at least allude to extending Brandon Ayuk to a fifth-year option. Mark, if I ask you right now, do you think that the 49ers are going to extend Trey Lance, or or I should say not extend, pick up his fifth-year option, what would you say to that? Uh, Seems unlikely. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm 100% with you. I was going to ask you maybe even a more direct question, but along the same lines. Do you think Trey Lance finishes the 2023 regular season as a member of the 49ers? If I'm him, I don't want to. I think yeah. he does because I think the 49ers just due to last year and their previous years of experience at quarterback would not let him go unless some team, you know, hawks up a high round pick, which I like, would, would you give up a first round pick for Trey Lance right now? I wouldn't. 
No. Neither would I. And I, mean, I don't think the 49ers would be willing to move off of him for something. I don't know if it's a first, but you know, a, a top three round pick. And even then at this point, I don't know what I'm trading for. Like if I'm Carolina and I just lost Sam Darnold, I know I have a top pick and I'm probably going to get a quarterback, but if, but, but I'm looking at trying to trade for Trey Lance, who right now is in his early twenties and is going to have to be given a potential second contract, maybe after this season, why would I give up anything worth value for a guy I know nothing about essentially. And the team with quote unquote, the best quarterback situation in the league because of the whisperer himself, Kyle Shanahan (laughs) doesn't even necessarily believe in this guy to the point where he's giving first team reps to a dude who just came in. I think maybe there's, there's a team, a couple of teams who maybe would be willing to give more just, you know, as a shot in the dark, because again, it's not like everyone across the NFL is so convinced that Trey Lance sucks. I mean, there's, I mean, most people just simply don't know. Um, But you also, I mean, haven't really seen him on the field, which is both a plus and, you know, a minus because you haven't seen him on the field. You don't know for certain that he is not very good, but he's also entering his third year in the NFL, did not play many games in college. Of course, COVID messed everything up and, you know, Obviously, he's still young, but it's not like he's fresh out of college and has his entire NFL career ahead of him, but he still hasn't really played many games, and you don't know much about him, and he hasn't really begun to progress as a professional athlete. So there's a negative there. But but say you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. And I, I really hate that we're at this point because, again, I had this this take a couple months ago that Trey Lance is going to start the most games of any quarterback as a 49er this year, but now I'm completely on the other side. Sam Donald would probably start more games than Trey Lance this year as a San Francisco 49er. But say you're the Buccaneers who are still trying to find your answer at quarterback. Likely, I mean, they have people on the roster, but but not very good. I mean, Kyle Trask, young guy out of Florida who was drafted a, a couple of years ago, last year, whenever that was. Um, they, they might be a team who has weapons around him, who has a good, solid defense, who maybe they'd be willing to give up more than someone else. And maybe the Niners managed to get back a late first round pick, an early second round pick. I don't know. But I think that's where this conversation is going, Evan, because I don't think the Niners would pick up his fifth year option when the time does come. And if you can get something for him, if you're not going to play him, you might as well trade him away. That's probably how this thing ends with Trey Lance in San Francisco. Yeah, I I, I do think to answer your your question, as, as I did before, he finishes out the season here. But if I'm him... If I'm Trey Lance, if I'm his agent, I'm not happy about it. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I do not feel comfortable right now about my standing with the organization. The only thing that makes me feel good is the first round check that I'm picking up. But it might be your last. The way that the 49ers have failed to develop him, have failed to... I mean, they, they gave him a shot last year. Look, he got injured, but it doesn't look like this season there's going to be much of an opportunity. We could be wrong, but... If I'm the 49ers and this is the way you're talking about your guy as a fan, I'm like, well, what, what, what has changed? I mean, put your money where your mouth is like, give this dude the opportunity to go out and earn it. And if you can't, that's a different story, but it sounds like the Niners, as we've kind of danced around, have just simply lost confidence in Trey Lance. I have a question for you. So Trey Lance has started, what, off the top of my head, four games as a, as a San Francisco 49er, two as a rookie rookie year fill-in. 
And then yep. two, of course, this most recent year when he was the starter. His for rookie season, he filled two. in in a pivotal game that helped him make the playoffs against Houston. Yeah, he did. And he you know, had a slow start, but but ultimately yeah. played he pretty well solid. in that game. Um, just this whole talk about trading him got my mind rolling. I'd have to do some research, and it might take a while, and it, I might not be able to find the answer. Certainly won't be able to in the course of this episode. We got but, more episodes. <laughs> um, four starts. Say Trey Lance does not start another game for the San Francisco 49ers. Would that be the fewest starts for the team that drafted the quarterback of like a top five pick in NFL history? Four starts for the team that drafted you when you were a top five quarterback. I mean, that's got to be up there. Top of my head, I would say yes. Just because I also, well, this is, I I do think that teams in the past have been more willing to play their first rounders. I know, I know first rounders have sat longer, but generally when they've been kind of groomed and readied, they have been given at least a full season. And, and, And look, hey, again, Trey Lance got hurt in his second game. So he didn't get the, he would have played more than four games. So it's a combination of distrust along with injury and now opportunity for the 49ers to upgrade at that position. Yeah. But like the example, and I I know he wasn't a top five overall pick. Jordan love was a first round pick in 2020. He sat Mm -hmm. behind Aaron Rodgers now for three years. And it seems like he's going to get the chance to start this season. uh, Assuming that Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer, which seems very likely at this point. Maybe he gets hurt and that influences the number of games he starts. He has one start under his belt in his first three years. But that's, you're right, that's generally how these sort of things go. If you don't immediately start, you get your chance eventually. And at least you're given, I don't know, half a season's worth of rope. And then if things aren't, are they still terrible at that point, then okay, maybe you move on. But we're in such a unique situation where he was a top five overall pick. He started a few games hasn't been so terrible that you're convinced that he's bad and can't get better. And the only reason he hasn't been starting is because of injury. And then you move on from him and don't give him another chance. That is one of the most unique quarterback situations in NFL history. Yeah, I will say, I think it was Sam, uh, Sam Bradford was the last quarterback. I think that you could kind of sign to whatever contract that you wanted. And Mm -hmm. that was in the, late 2000s early 2010s where they switched that so i think there is a little less of um investment involved for teams taking quarterbacks high which kind of changes the the situation but you're right i mean i i like off the top of my head even if you think about the biggest bust at quarterback in nfl history first place my my mind goes to is to ryan leaf and i think he got 12 nfl starts over a couple of seasons jamarcus russell was a starter over the course of, I think, two seasons, maybe even three. Um, yeah, no, you, I think you're you're on to something, Mark. That, that would <laughs> that would be pretty incredible. Yeah, so Ryan Leaf was drafted second overall, 1998 NFL draft, of course. What a year. <laughs> by, the, uh, by the Chargers, and he started over two years with the Chargers, 18 games. 18, so, okay. 18 games over two years. Oh, nine, wait, wait, wait. nine in each of the two years. Let me guess. Did he win two games? Uh, in his 18 starts, he went, let's see, do the math, four and 14. Damn it. 
And you, the other one you brought up was Jamarcus Russell. Of course, yeah. he was the first overall pick in the 2007 NFL draft by the Raiders. He started one game as a rookie, but then had an entire season in 2008, nine more games in 2009. So, yeah, the, those numbers both dwarf uh, Trey Lance's four starts. So we have to do some more digging, but I, I think I, I think it's got to be up there. Yeah, I mean, we'd all, I think we'd also probably just to give some – context probably look at quarterbacks drafted into quality situations i don't i don't think there's too many I, honestly there's not a lot of s- scenarios in which a quarterback yeah. is drafted to a team that is recently removed from a super bowl well yeah and is gonna have to sit i mean the, the understanding would, would he would come in and sit and then eventually be able to to start but you know he, he's a very unique quarterback and unfortunately it, it just seems like kind of wrong place wrong time for him well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? Because, I mean, if the Niners were just, you know, totally bottomed out and they were bad and they were, you know, on the complete opposite side of the cycle that they're currently on, then to hell with it. Start your third overall pick. Like, what do you have to lose? But you're right. That's what makes this, in addition to everything else we've already listed out, that's what makes this such a unique situation. And and really, there's no comp to it no. because you have the pressure of winning games and that ultimately outweighs the pressure of starting the guy that you might not have a ton of confidence in, but who you invested so much in. Well, we'll do some digging and we'll be back (laughs) at you on Tuesday for our next episode. Appreciate all those of you tuning into the four one fivers podcast, please download rate, subscribe. So you can get both those episodes here every single week in the off season on the Odyssey sports podcast network, 95, 70 game. That is Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Gaines. We'll be talking Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and apparently Sam Darnold, along with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, all off-season long. Uh, and again, Mark, we're moving towards April, in which the NFL draft commences. So looking mm. forward to that as well. Uh, be on the lookout for all the great content coming your way again. This is the 415ers Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.